This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 168. This is Rajesh Sen and this is Abhinandan Sekri and we are here with another packed episode of commentary, reviews and conversation about pop culture content that is being churned out these days. We have two documentary films, two films feature films and one food show which is truly spectacular starring a performer who will take your breath away trust me wait for it this is going to be really special this but is just abhinandan being nasty but it's a good i'll be very nice ha and we also have a review by our alert viewer uh, sorry not viewer listener vidhi who has reviewed a film called chaman bahar that's what it is called right chaman yeah, bahar yeah chaman bahar Uh, which we had promised we'll read last time so let's start off first with rajshree reviewing for us what she watched did you even watch anything or when you've come haath hilate hue ki bhai have you watched anything or you just read the reviews and you're going to just read out some four bullet points from the reviews and I'm pretend that you watched i'm going to have deep insights i'll be giving deep insights today just letting you know i'm waiting to hear them what do you want to start with uh, i want to start with how is the lockdown treating you rashi sen it's been like almost we entering our fourth month now what uh, end march let's say uh, march 22nd we started we are now in going to hit july yeah lovely this is the way life will go on so i'm assuming i will uh, see the outside world in 2022 or something by which point i won't care anyway i don't see i'll see any other countries till 2022 i'm getting a sinking feeling about this but once you've seen bengal why do you need to see any other country that's true and like my house is like being in bengal only so it's like being in many countries right now i might not see bengal till the end of the year for sure yes such is life uh, so tell me about uh, athlete a let's start off with a documentary film athlete a i just wanted to call you i am very nervous talking to you about it but i think it would help bring justice to the people who have been affected by usa gymnastics and their policies Larry Nasser had been the team doctor for USA Gymnastics women's program for 29 years when we got these allegations about him. I was like, does he do this to you? She said, yeah, like he does it to me too. And I said we need to call the authorities. Steve Penny, he said, no, 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 USA Gymnastics will take care of calling the police. So, athlete, did you watch athlete? No, I haven't. <laughs> But I watched other stuff which you haven't watched. Why are you laughing? I watched the other one also. because just Good. to make you look bad i watched 20 minutes of it but i watched it so athlete a actually abhinandan you should watch because one of the people who is uh, pivotal in athlete a is someone who we had invited down for to media rumble yes from the indy star which is the indianapolis i can never say the name properly the uh, star which is a newspaper and the journalist was maria Kiatovsky. Yeah, even I can't pronounce it, but yes, I know the person you're talking about. Yeah. So the reason why we had invited her down was because Indie Star had done a, a very in-depth investigation, which changed the face of USA gymnastics, and they had done an investigation against Larry Nassar, who was a doctor at uh, US gymnastics for. I think close to twenty twenty five years, 
and uh, they had received a complaint against Larry Nassar by someone they refer to as the reason why the documentary is called Athlete A is because this person was called Athlete A. She was not identified, but then she identifies herself later and she's part of this documentary. And uh, when Indy Star started investigating this, they and the first time they ran the story, they got 700 letters from various athletes saying that the same thing happened to us. And uh, it became a massive case. U.S. gymnastics was pretty much brought to its knees. And uh, it was one of the biggest um, sort of hearings that had happened because while he, plea, uh, he had a plea of not guilty to this, but he pled guilty to child pornography, to having child pornography, but part of the plea deal was that each and every, the judge said, anyone who wants to speak directly, any survivor who wants to speak directly to him will be allowed to address him directly in the courtroom. So I've forgotten the exact number, but it was a fabulously large number of women who came to the courtroom and spoke to him. And they said, this is what you did to us. And we, like, you know, it was, it's cathartic for them. Mm. So her name is Marissa Kiatowski. I said Maria, sorry, that's incorrect. It's Marissa. Yeah, so um, I, I will say, you know, when she'd come for the media, I'm, I'm dying to watch this film, by the way, because Prashant, the co-founder of News Laundry, also highly recommended it. I remember when Marissa came, I think she'd come for the 2019... Uh, last year. Last year's um, media rumble. And what really struck me about her, how low-key and uh, kind of quiet she was. She didn't have any, you know, starry angles, although she'd broken one of the biggest stories of the year. Which yeah. is like the journalists I'm used to dealing with. I mean, this is one of the reasons I think one has to support smaller media outfits because... So many of the stories, including that Pharaoh guy who got much of the credit for the Weinstein story, the story yeah. that was broken by a much smaller news outfit. Hmm. It was in New York Times that broke the story. They yeah. did the investigation, the later, deeper investigation. So a lot of these stories are broken by much smaller news outfits, which is why it's important to support independent media. The small outfits have big impact. Uh, hint, hint. I'm talking about news laundry also. Rashi <laughs> Sen, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, that good? No, no, so it one, it's, it, it's really well, what I find, uh, I was just telling some, another friend who's in, who works in television, but she works in fiction, that it's so difficult to find, you know, docu, documentaries like this made out of India, because for some reason, I don't know why it doesn't happen, but I don't remember the last documentary I've seen about an investor, and there's been Delhi crime story and all about, uh, the 2000 and the gang rape that had happened in Delhi, right? Uh, and all, but it's never of this caliber. Mm. And uh, also the detailing that they go into to explain why pivotal characters in this uh, saga of events that has happened, why they behave the way they did. So you also get how these girls who, why did it move from women being part of women's gymnastics to it becoming younger and younger girls. So they explain that it's because it was this belief that a smaller body is easier to, you know, you'll be able to uh, manipulate, yeah, more supple, manipulate the body more. 
And there were two trainers who actually had, uh, Larry Nassar was the doctor at their ranch, were the, I'll give you their names, they are Romanians, Bella and Martha Caroli. They also trained Nadia Kaunechi. Oh yes, the first, perf- why, why is she famous? Because she was the, uh, she won the Olympics. But why? She's special. So many people, you don't win the Olympics. She won a medal. And in one, she won one. a medal in the Olympics because she was the youngest, must be. No. Then? Nadia was the first one to score a perfect 10 uh, in a train. So they. The, the good thing is that you'll keep learning as you do. <laughs> but the thing with the Carolis was that so you also get the background that Ceausescu was the prime minister, uh, president then of Romania. And that you had all these athletes coming, gymnasts coming out of Romania. And it's because this couple used to run such a tight ship, which was almost borderline cruel the way they used to uh, train these children. And they had trained Kromanetri. They came to, they defected around five of these athletes who are trainers and all defected to America from Romania because it was such a totalitarian regime that was there. They were, it was a communist regime. And uh, they also trained Mary Reto, Mary Lou Reto. She won the Olympics gymnastics again. She won the Olympics. Everyone won the Olympics. Oh, gymnastics. <laughs> Nadia's but, event was the uneven bars. The other person's event, I don't know the other uh, person. So, uh, but it was under, so they are the only ones who haven't been prosecuted and have no charges against them. They claim that they had no clue this was happening. The U.S. gymnastics president has charges against him. So, you know that it really brought people and the reason that it kept happening, that he had 700 women were molested by him, girls were molested by him, is because no one took, they kept covering it up. So, they did. Simone Biles or Simon, I don't know how to pronounce it, that uh, the the black girl, literally tiny one. Simone Biles, yeah. She features in it as well? Yeah, so she was one of the athletes who said that he had molested her as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So six Olympic winners were part of that list of people who spoke up against him. So Because, you know, a lot of the time they say you'll have uh, people who will denounce any of these charges by saying people are saying this to get fame. They are just doing this to be part of the, it's like herd immunity, it never happened. But if you've been an Olympic winner, it's like, what fame are you? So what is that? that guy's in prison, he's serving some 500 years kind of thing. So, yeah, so it's 65 years. So I think he got two sentences of 65 years. Right. So he's not coming out anytime soon sure. uh, or ever. But it's just worth watching it for how this to understand how people also prey on children. Because he used to do the usual. He was the nicest person. All each of the survivors have said he was the nicest person we dealt with at the camp during training. Hmm. Nobody else was nice to us. Everyone was just strict. He was nice. He'd be affectionate. He'd get them chocolate. You know, it's the absolute uh, stereotype of what you hear how... People groom victims. Mm. So that how gymnastics works in that entire arena. Yeah. And how these girls are just sort of uh, at the mercy of these coaches. Mm. Because they the parents, it's like sending them to boarding school, but with no contact I, with parents. 
Yeah, I went to boarding school. That doesn't mean that anyway. But <laughs> no contact with the parents. I'm saying. I'm just saying that. Um, uh, but there was uh, contrast this in India, where there was this one coach who was accused by one of the players hmm. team only. I think it was a swimming team, if I'm not wrong. Of course, I think it found a footnote in some story, and that was the end. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But um, yeah, so uh, I, I will watch it for sure, Ashis, and I've been yeah. very excited about this. And I, just for Marissa, because I'd like her to come again when this lockdown is over. Of course, we aren't this year. The media rumble is going to be an online event. It isn't a usual big ass event that we have. It's going to be a digital only property. But hopefully, once this thing is over, we'll have another big ass media rumble where we can call her again. But yeah, let's move on from Olympic winners to uh, losers. Should we do the f- food show now, or should we? I think oh, we'll, oh, let, oh. Let, let us do the show for losers later. Right now, <laughs> let me read a couple of emails. Am I laughing? Huh? I don't know. You should. I crack good jokes. You should laugh at my jokes. Really? Okay. Carry uh, on. So before I read the emails, I have a couple of announcements. Uh, that please tell your family and friends about this show, so more people get to know about it. Our subscriber base has gone up significantly, but it's nowhere near the amount of people who listen to this podcast, which means 70% of the people are still listening to this podcast for free, which is fine if you can't afford it. But if you can, I would please urge you to go to newslawney.com and subscribe and pay to keep news free. If you've been reading the papers in the last few days, uh, the only front page ads have been with Yogi Adityanath, uh, with the Telangana chief minister, with Uddhav Thakre, with Modiji's picture with that Haryana chief minister. So clearly the only people who have that much money to advertise these is the government. So if you think these news organizations are going to have the courage to bite the hand that feeds them, you're wrong. The only way news is going to survive is if you pay for it. And News Ronnie does some fantastic reporting. In fact, you should check out uh, Pratik's report on Chhattisgarh. It was an NLCNA project. Go to newsronnie.com and check out this report. And that's done by people chipping in and paying for it. So do go to newsronnie.com. On the top right-hand corner, subscribe and pay to keep news free. Meanwhile, tell your family, friends. And this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts. Since we are Indian and not Chinese, we haven't been banned yet. So do spread the word. Give us a high rating, a favorable review, because then it makes people discover us. Arashi, had said that we didn't have time to read the mails last week because there were so many. So I'll just read them now. The first one is from Rutwij. Ruthwich says, for the sake of Hinata, I want to mention I'm a subscriber. And uh, this month I've subscribed using my mother's Gmail account. Uh, and she also wanted to try the full version of Newsroom for getting a separate subscription for herself. Thank you, Ruthwich. Do urge your mother to get another one for herself. And thank you for subscribing. He's recently discovered Awful and Awesome. He really is glad that he discovered us. The Awful and Awesome is the first podcast that I've started to listen to regularly. So I appreciate it. Thank you. I must mention Rashi and I have quite different tastes. So therefore, it is fun to hear criticism of some of my favorite shows and films from her. He's a PhD student doing research in mathematical physics. Yeah, I can understand the highly educated. Same education as me. Yeah, that's you guys are very different. <laughs> Which is why he's more up my street. I was a little annoyed a few times when Abhinandan spoke wrong science. So I'm therefore compelled to write to you guys. Episode 159 of Anandan, light cannot be considered as a chemical element. Did I say it's an element? I said it's a yes. particle. It was shocking. You don't even remember. I remember. I said, oh, I I... Anyway, the definition of element borrowed from IUPAC is a species of atom. Oh, I see. Okay. So light doesn't fall into this category. 
Also, one cannot substitute the particle theory of light for all practical purposes. Light is an electromagnetic wave. However, at the subatomical scale, light has a dual nature. Very roughly speaking, light behaves both as particle and wave. A study of light and electromagnetism is best understood by the theory of quantum electrodynamics. A layperson introduced to this theory is given by Professor Richard Feynman, Feynman in his book QED. This is a very enjoyable read and I highly recommend it. Professor Feynman himself was a pioneer of this theory and was awarded the Nobel Prize for his work in quantum electrodynamics. In episode 163, I've heard Ketu doesn't mean comet. The Hindi word for comet to the best of my knowledge is Dhoom Ketu. I see. So Dhoom Ketu, I guess, is a comet that goes Dhoom and goes. Dhoom Ketu is probably the one that comes back. I don't know. I'm just guessing. See how you corrected me. You told me, do you know what it means? I'm checking what Dhoom Ketu means now. I still think it means comet and we'll check. We'll Google it. <laughs> Finally, my friend is in a dilemma that I hope you might be able to resolve. My friend Sapna is currently preparing for the civil service examination. She started preparing for the exam immediately after she graduated and has never taken up any paint job. She's also a fan of news. She would like to access the premium content. Would it be okay if I share my account details to her from the next month onwards? So since she is not earning and she's studying, I guess technically she should qualify for our program where you can support a subscriber, support a student by subscription. So I guess it would be okay if you do share it or if she even writes to me and we'll give her a student subscription. But remember, she has to pay it forward when she starts earning because that's what we tell all the people who are availing of our scheme uh, for people who are not earning for students who get free subscriptions. These subscriptions are sponsored by others. So when you're earning, remember to pay it forward. Just like when people have been nice to us, that's the, why, that's the reason why we get any kind of success in life, not because we are brilliant in any way. So similarly, uh, do remember the good deeds that others have done in rewarding you and pay it forward, yeah. So that's the email from Ritwij. Uh, and I have a very short email from Phoenix D2, who's a non-subscriber. First of all, Phoenix, I hope you're a subscriber. And Phoenix says, why aren't any of your podcasts available on SoundCloud? I'd subscribe to Daily Dose, Hafta, Reporters, Charcha, and none have been on SoundCloud. They haven't updated it since the last two, three weeks. Well, we are looking into our podcast updates. Uh, we've just moved our hosting from SoundCloud to another podcast platform. So there are still a few glitches that are coming up. But I think it should be available. I know we are having this problem only with Hafta. I'm not aware we're having with the others, but I shall check and get back to you, Phoenix. Rajshri Sen, now would you like to tell us about what else you have consumed that you would like to comment on? So I watched this because I'm tired of uh, reading sad things and reading about coronavirus and how we are aren't going to get it. So I watched this film called, which I strongly recommend again. I've only watched good stuff this time, I have to say. Actually, but this time, why don't we talk about stuff that for a change, once in a one in a million, ho gaya, ki something that you recommend, even I kind of liked. Bulbul. Yeah. Let's talk about Bulbul. So Rajshri had recommended to me that watch this film called Bull Bull. Uh, with two B's, 
as in three bees. One is the bee in the beginning, and then the bull is two bees. Bull, bull, bull. Yeah. So I said A. It the genre is horror. So minus ten for that. B. It is set in Bengal. So minus another ten for that. Uh, it is written by a Bengali. So minus ten. And then yeah. it is recommended by Rajshree Sen. So minus one thousand. So I said there's no way about it. But it was still good. So Rajshree insisted. She says no. Yeah. Please watch it because do a good deed. I said okay. Let me be nice to people, even though they are horrible to the world. So I watched it. Hmm. And Rajshree, I must say this, Anvita Datta. Yeah. Dat, sorry, not Datta would be Punjabi. No, no, Datta is Bengali also. I think the Punjabis have just stolen it from us because I know a Datta who's uh, Punjabi, and when I'm and his first name is Bengali. and he said no it's i'm punjabi and i just felt that was strange he started but, saying no like you started no i'm like you got to said he said i'm punjabi he said no i'm punjabi but why is everything no because you made me a negative person like okay. before i met you i was a very upbeat chirpy positive person i believed in good and happiness Now I just believe that we'll all die and I'll get COVID and no one will be. You can either believe in good and happy or goodness and happiness. You can't believe in good and happiness. I can believe in whatever I want. Don't act smart. Now tell me what you thought of. So I just want to say that the person who's directed it, who's also written the screenplay, which is Anvita Datta, in mm. Dat Dat means Datto in Bengali. Uh, there's nothing like that. so she this is her first directorial like this is her directorial debut she is actually someone who writes songs and she's a music person and she's done the songs of quite a few well known films i'll tell you which you have a nice good uh, songs also she's done bachna e hasino uh, neel and nikki all of them are good music philori dostana so she's done music for those films She's done the music and the songwriting for those films. So she. I mean, she's composed the music and written the lyrics. Are you sure, Ashi? I think you're just making it up. No, I mean, she's a lyricist. So then she's done the lyrics, not the song. And she uh, uh, <laughs> have to be accurate. Yeah, this is we're a news platform. Huh? <laughs> no, you know, I have to be very accurate. So, and the other thing is that the reason why I want you to watch it. Because uh, that I'll get into later, but Anushka Sharma and her brother have um, this thing have produced this film, yeah, it's, it's which a, is Kanesh Kanesh Sharma and she have produced the film. It's a clean slate film. So okay, let me uh, just give you the plot. Uh, it's basically a story of this big rich landlord, much like I'm sure the Sens and uh, Rajshree's uh, family. in the middle of this forest in in uh, bengal uh, who lived this life of exploitation by living off the hard work of the poor that uh, we can do i just want you to know everything we had we paid for that property we bought land okay and right. then we made schools and educated people okay so okay don't so, so uh, and <laughs> this is the story of this young bride who comes a child bride who is married to rahul bose who is the bore thakur of the thakur of that entire village and whatever the jagir and the landlord it is set in pre independent india it starts off in the late 1800s and ends in the yeah. early 1900s um 
and uh, the story of this young bride who uh, goes on and has this complicated relationship with her devar and there is this chudel who is on this murdering spree and as you know chudel's feet are the wrong the other way around so um, yeah so that's the basic plot and uh, it's it's yeah it's quite well done i will say uh, so my basic comment saw that a the cinematography is beautiful it's lovely so is the set design uh, i will say that the siddharth diwan is the cinematographer i'm not sure who the set designer is it is starring tripti dimri avinash tiwari pauli dum rahul bose so and parambrata uh, chatterjee who is a very very good who plays the doctor He's one oh, of. Uh, he's a Bengali superstar. I hadn't. I didn't know who he was. Okay. Even Pauli Dam is a Bengali actress. They're both and Bengali Rahul. superstars. Huh. Oh, all three are Bengali superstars. Very nice. But the show has been stolen by Tripti Dimri, who is not Bengali. But uh, very Dimri nice. Probably, she's from Uttarakhand, or she's probably from Gadwal. Uh, she's stunningly beautiful. She has an innocence which is truly takes your breath away and steals your heart. she is very very beautiful and she has acted so well i was blown away by her performance uh, the first half is kind of slow and it was irritating me a little bit uh, anvita datta is basically i'm i'm just talking about the set design and the cinematography and just the look of the film if sanjalila bhansali also had a cultural aesthetic to his yeah. cosmetic sensibility you know he makes very stunning these sets where the dhola red dhola like these 100 diyas at the back and so beautiful his sets look stunning sets except that this person also has a cultural aesthetic which is injected into it which you will elaborate on i'm sure it is very yeah. accurately bengali or whatever it is so all in all it's a very good film i'll tell you a little more about it and when i tell you more about it then there will be spoilers warning you now but i'll give the cultural part of it let me say what i liked about it to tell us okay so one is that the reason why i wanted to watch it sorry it was uh, it was good i mean it was okay no, to no it's not it excellent was, no no it's you said it was excellent you forced me to watch it don't lie but nikko if i say it's good you won't watch na as you realize it's set in bengal i know what your prejudices are so i have to build it up for you to watch it because you say i'm not going to watch something which is bengali it's very bad what you do i listen to punjabi things and watch punjabi films and punjabi actors na because there are only punjabi actors in bloody bollywood no so the alternative certain cultural things that are there in bengali folklore there's a concept called so we have a lot of different kinds of witches which are bengali witches they are different kinds so one of the witches i know abhinandan wants to say something so i'm not going to let him say khali kedi category hai sanu dasso ji rashi tusi kedi shreni ch aande ho <laughs> no so we have one uh, kind of witch which is very well known called the shakchuni this is basically a shakchuni that's why all the bengalis are very excited because finally a film has been made on the shakchuni shakchunis are married women who turn into witches i see then there's the petni budi petni budi is what i was called as a child which is just a little witch she is like she's a single woman who's a witch oh. like a spinster hmm. then there's the mlecho bhoot which is and these are usually found in like they are showing in the mango orchards when you're walking they say they stand on the trees and they jump on you it's not usually found as if you're giving a discovery show <laughs> with reality this is all bullshit <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> and this is 
the duck-billed platypus usually found in shallow waters in the rivers. Dude, these are, these are fictitious things you're talking about. They're not no, usually no. anywhere. But I'm just saying, so the Mlitra booth is recognized by the smell. Like it smells of fish. It's from March 3rd. So anyway, this is the shark chunni who is very famous in Bengali folklore. And they also get certain things which I haven't seen other than in Satyajitri films and all, which was made ages ago. This concept, like you saw in the wedding, the devar is dressed as the groom. Mm. So that's called neat board. It's a very common thing in Bengal that when a wedding is happening, there will be a person from the relative from the same family pays the younger groom and he gets gifts and all. So you want to, so my family, because we did not understand the concept of incest theory, my brother and I were the neat boar and the neat bow. So we would go, but you would get lots of gifts and it was all, everyone pampered you a lot and all that. So that is, and you know, small things that you got all those, I think you have to, unless you're from that culture, the same way someone who's Punjabi will get nuances of growing up what they've seen in their house, uh, to ward off, uh, not ward off, to kill mosquitoes, basically. We uh, burn coconut shells, dry coconut shell husks in a dhunuchi. That dhunu thing is done through the house. So in the evening in my house, we'd walk through. We'd is your haveli as big as that haveli? Is that You've seen the haveli in the village. You didn't go to all. There were four. So you, you have so many avilis. I don't know. Now you've I've seen yeah, all your but also all the other thing is the way the house is shown is very. They clearly went to. It's been shot. It's not a set. They've gone to one some some in that house which must have been in disrepair, which has been rented out for this. But Rahul Bose's character, I felt, was also there was this thing for all how evolved we claim Bengal is. We are very regressive in what they, how they show the widow. Pauli Dam plays the widow. That as you become a widow, you shave her head. She lives in a separate house. We do not allow widows to eat food. First, non-vegetarian is out of the question. You are not allowed to put salt in your food because all pleasure, anything that gives you pleasure is removed. It's very, very regressive. And this child bright thing was very common that you'd be 13 and married to a 35-year-old. So after that little um, history lesson, sociological lesson on Bengal, which I'm sure all our audience are interested in, what do you think yes, about yes, that? Yes, I, I do think some of the frames are a bit overdone. Like a, a blood moon, like the moon is always red and it's giving out red light. So I think let's take it easy. Like I think that was a bit. That too... was a dramatic touch. Like yeah. there's so much red, there's no red like that in Bengal. Okay. Yeah, because the Bengal has the same moon the rest of the world. It, you don't have a separate moon. We understand. No, but like you have northern lights, Bengal could have an orange glow also every oh, day. Right, right. But we do have something called Goduli Logno, which is when the cows come home, it's all red, the sky, because right. of the dust. But forget that. What I liked is that this woman, first, she's very nice looking. In a very, like, okay. I, after a long time, I've seen, because I usually find the actresses look the same. Even your Deepika and Katrina and all, they have the same. Stick to this review. No, I'm don't just saying they have the same the, Don't bad-bouthing the pillars on which Hollywood stands. Hmm. So, one is this woman acts very well. Two, the way they show her relationship with her brother. Like, you know, she's desperate for company because she's all alone in that house. There's a 
so rahul bose has a twin brother who is clearly uh, slower than he is he's a no, special he's not, child he's a special child yeah. he, and got... much like in lots of rajasthani uh, royal families and all the even if you're special you are married off to someone and uh, they show her his wise relationship with her brother in law rahul bose the other rahul bose and pauli dam's relationship is also a little gray hmm. they don't really have a very so there's this jealousy in going in that but the way this woman's character develops and why she does what she does ultimately why vengeance is wreaked so to speak is i think very well shown because like to me this is feminism Yeah, read some things on feminism on this. I mean, I won't comment on that. But since you went on about, you know, your Bengali weddings, you do this and then this happens. There are Punjabi weddings also. Yeah, just drink and the, then go and serve non-veg. And even we have some Chudail folklore. It's not just a, so. That's the mothers and mothers-in-law don't call them Chudails. We ha, aren't like that. <laughs> so, in fact, this. Um, folklore of chudel has been very well articulated by uh, vinaypal buttar do you know who vinaypal buttar is rajshri sir punjabi not <laughs> yeah but i do you know who he is so he sang this song jatt sevea ch langeya chudel takri jani badi soni poot fi mel takri you understand if Jatt you if someone sings this song to me even i'll become a chudel i'll be so happy sevea te langeya chudel takri as he was walking through the sevias a chudel came and met him ek badi soni poot female takri a female bhoot you see the beauty of the lyrics it is vinaypal buttar has from bengal to punjab when you go it's like from the sublime to what does the chudel say the chudel says kaindi jatta main to dar ke ho ja kattha nahi to ya kar du understand that something chatti again i heard chatti chut ya fuck It's it's. They, What did jatta, you say? Jatta, jatta, jat. Okay. Okay. So anyway, so that is uh, if so that is, and then in our weddings also we drink and have fun. So just say. And not have non-veg. You are going to have non-veg, but you will drink. So cheap. But but I will say. Because why I have not married a Punjabi man? Because I am not going to bloody have channa at my wedding, no. Channa. <laughs> I am going to serve my fish and my chingri and my mangcho and all, and we don't drink at our weddings. We are very cultured. Yeah. So. Epoon. Uh, Vinaypal Bhutta. So yeah. So all in all, I think it's a very good film. But I had one question about this whole feminism angle. Hmm. You know, because I'm going to also going to talk about disclosure that was recommended by uh, alert listener, and Even said I recommend it. And thank you for that recommendation, by the way. I will tell you about it. it There are many things I liked about Disclosure. Many things I didn't agree with it, but I think it's a must-watch for everybody, just as an education. I mean, for me, Disclosure was an education. So many things I didn't know, or understand, or comprehend, uh, which you actually get, get to know of that you are not even aware of. Uh, but you know, uh, spoiler coming up. So if you guys want to skip the next ten minutes, do so. No, or just stop it here. Watch the film, and then they can listen to they the podcast. Then that's a smarter thing to do. So now, uh, since bulbul is the chudel uh, hmm you know the murder of the mentally unsound rahul bose what he uh-huh. did he's I, i don't know what the politically correct term is but he's um 
not differently able he's like mentally retarded i, I don't know if that's the right it's almost like it seems like he has cerebral palsy so i mean i i i've met people like that in my life they're i mean what we used to call them mentally retarded they can't whatever is the appropriate word what he did is not a person in his sound mind okay right? so as a woman so i think no i'm just saying i think i mean because this is feminism versus differently able and in the hierarchy of marginal communities the people who are mentally retarded of that type are of insignificant minority even the law does not try anybody who is not sound mind to stand trial so i just found that no one's commented on it kind of interesting so i have a point of view on that mm. from a woman's point of view i'm saying if i was in the position and she'd always been very affectionate and warm to him hmm. they show that before yeah. before this incident happens when i am in a vulnerable position and keep in mind that she had been attacked before that by her husband she is in uh, like she's basically her feet were broken by him and she is not able to move the person she is in love with has now been taken away from her it is an extremely anyway you're in a very vulnerable angry position and helpless because your entire life has been helpless basically because at that point women really didn't have much of a say in most things if i am sexually violated at that time i would kill the person i don't care I'm, of course sure i mean I, i'm sure you know a lot of us would do i'm just saying as a commentary as a pop culture commentary i do think there are justifications to a lot of things that one you know sees on screen but the commentary around that in the super woke age which i do have problems with the yeah which i have a problem are, also which have, in fact i heard this very interesting concept of uh, of of uh, what they call safetyism these days what they calling that you know i i can't be subject to anything that can trigger me or this Uh, you know disturbs my mind or this is triggering everything is don't comment on this so uh, and the generation that you know wants to work in a parameter where anything that they don't agree with or something that disturbs them is toxic work environment uh, goes against the very concept of liberalism that everybody has to walk on eggshells around them so i do think that's an interesting conversation which we'll save for another day but i do think that in an age where everything is commented on for a person who is mentally unsound and i get it i get that you'd want to kill the person uh is i i just thought that there's no commentary around that i found that interesting okay so i no so i'm just explaining why i think i don't know why people didn't comment i think people are offended by everything so i'm surprised that they weren't uh, upset by this but i think the fact that they showed that this woman rose up and basically took revenge on everyone who had wronged her and including Pauli Dam mm. the widow she made sure that she has a terrible life. like who wants to live like that right sure. and the only so i like that part i like the fact that you don't pity her and the end so i really want to recommend this film because the end of i'm surprised no one mentioned this that the end of this film where whatever i won't give the ending uh, at least since we've given everything else away is very similar to uh, the only horror film that satyajit ray made 
called Monihara. It's part of Teen Kona history short stories and you should, you should really watch it because it's one horror film which, and you don't see ghosts, there's no nothing. It's just, it's just so well scripted. So it's green. And, pardon? It's green. No, why is it green? You said it's a horror film. Oh, please, yeah, keep quiet, horror. And uh, so it's very similar to that, I felt. The one thing which I felt was one is Parambrata Chatterjee is excellent as a doctor and the relationship that he shares yeah. with her. And, uh, and the fact that he always seems to, like he's the one who maintains that, the line. And I felt the weakest link was the guy who plays Satya, the brother-in-law. Yeah, he Abhra, looked like a, a poor man's, what's Deepika's husband's name? Uh, Ranveer Singh. He looked like a poor man's Ranveer Singh. Yeah, like what is he doing there? He can't really I act. thought he was a decent actor. No, no, I thought he was a decent actor. Okay. He, he was a little odd. I felt Rahul Bose after a long time, I was quite, like, I felt he fit the character. Really. Not that he's like that, but I'm just saying that he acted so I well. Because you have to talk too much. The moment he has to talk too much, if there's too much dialogue yeah. delivery, he hams his way through. Yeah, so, but yeah. it's worth watching. It's one of those films which I think it's worth watching. And for Bongs, of course, we got very excited because we are like, oh, oh, oh there's a shark. Yeah, because, yeah, oh, it's set in Bengal. So, just one thing that I thought would have made it really more interesting. Uh, you know, I kind of, like, she wears these shoes and stuff. Yeah. I thought it would have been interesting and the reveal could have been a real, like, very if scary moment. Like that. If, you know, the first time when she's talking about when she tells Satya that you are all ho. Uh -huh. Actually, the first time we see her walking after the accident. So, till that time, you know, she's sitting uh -huh. and she she's, you know, with that pankha, Fancy. she's with that fan. What do you call it in Bengali? Pankho. Pankho. Pankha. 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 So, she's doing the pankha, she's lounging, she's lying. You never see her walk. Yeah. So, I thought that the reveal would be the first time he sees her walk and he realized that she's walking weird. And that would be the big reveal of the Chudel. But... That didn't do that. But anyway, so yeah, so that's... Um, oh, also, over. I thought what was interesting was that here was this man who she had loved all her life, that brother-in-law. He finally comes back and he has the same narrow mindset that she had hoped, like he was her escape for her always, but when he comes back, like he tells her, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't be talking to the doctor. And look at what you're doing. And like he's as regressive as everyone else was. It's just that she projected her own idea of him being this young, modern person onto him. But it's a good, it's definitely, and for a first time film, I have to say she's directed it very well. Right. So um, now we'll just quickly go over this review of Chaman Bahar. That yes. Vidhi had sent. Vidhi's sent us two emails. Vidhi, they're really long, so I won't be able to read the whole thing. But I will tell you that um, thank you for writing. Thank you for your subscription. Uh, one of the mails that you say is that uh, before I say what I'm going to, I'd like to clearly state that this is not meant as a critique or anyone's character or criticism. Neither is it to judge you two or to claim any moral superiority over you. What it is, though, is sharing with pen friends a moment of self reflection most likely spurred by the times we live in which may have forced me to examine myself and may have sensitized me to the nuance of expression. I listened to Awful and Awesome, couldn't notice a stark difference in R's addresses of Easterners and Blacks like they're simply just that. They could as well be pens or chairs or a wall with no more identity than being Easterners or Black. 
I first brushed it thinking maybe that's how she addresses everyone. Well, she does. Uh, she would be surprised. Hmm. But then you both. Also, be... I didn't think I was being dismissive. I have to say that. But when you talk about Bengali people, you are a little more affectionate. Bengali boy, Bengali neighbors, Bengali. Please, I'm always making fun so, of bongs and bong men. So she says you both proceed to refer to a community you feel you belong to and see them as your own, uh, whereas the others are just Easterners. Not Eastern Indians or Eastern men or children or women. So uh, our vocabulary is different for people we love, like or belong to, and effortlessly change just also subtly unself uh, and unconsciously. I'm not sure how many things that I say and write may be seeped in my own biases and othering of people. I don't know how long I will ever retain the eye to examine my own expression and hence. These are long mails. I don't, don't wish to add to the long list of things you need to discuss. Uh, but thank you, yeah. No, it's fine. Thank you for indulging my thoughts. If you reach this far in the mail, thank you for keeping me informed and entertained. And she's saying she's got a hat trick because she's written three mails in the row three weeks. No, yeah. thanks. <laughs> but you know what Vidhi's talking about? It's uh, it's un unconsciously we do it, but even consciously, um, US News is often accused of this, that they will never show the bodies of their own uh, in the way that they will show the bodies of the Afghans. Uh, the Time Magazine cover of all these children gassed to death. They will never show American children like that. Hmm. Uh, so yes, you're right. I guess one does it because one doesn't want to um, reduce our people to st statistics whereas others can. But I just want to say that I am told by Bengalis and on Twitter a lot that I tend to make fun of Bengalis and of Bengali men and I should not do that. So I'm basically being... Ticked off by everyone from both sides. Which is fine. You should be ticked off, Rashi said once in a while. But now this, of course, I can't read the whole mail. But Vidhi has just ripped into a film called Chaman Bahar. So uh, she's done point-wise thing. Problem one, wasn't it finally criminal to stalk women? We, can't. we can give a warning for smoking. Why not one for stalking? Problem two, doesn't anyone in town, including her own parents, realize this is a wrong? this is wrong given her age? Basically, what I've understood is Chaman Bahar is about a schoolgirl who the whole small town of village is lusting after. So okay. that's a basic plot. Problem three, what weird ass town is this with no women, at least none with a voice? Did they become victims of female infantilization, brutalized into being mute or beaten to subservience? Was this one man's fantasy land? Why didn't the writer or director just tell us that? Problem four, all the men, including the protagonist, have fallen for the girl without ever having spoken to her, without even knowing what and who she really is. Is this love? Problem five, this supposedly nice guy would give up his profits to save someone's life from excessive smoking. But when it comes to commodification of a girl to the extent of being betted on, I guess that's a little much to ask. Problem six, instead of reporting to the police, warning the parents or the girl, what does our hero do? He lets people assemble at his shop and profit from the ill fate of a minor. Also, eventually he's going to fall for her too, all without even a word from her. Problem seven, this is my biggest problem to every person who didn't cringe watching the first hour of the movie. And of course, I'm ranting without completing the movie because I wanted to keep breathing. I needed to keep breathing. Do you think it's fun or in any way normal, nice, romantic or sweet being followed around, being inspected head to toe by strangers without a choice or say in the matter? This is not by chance. This is not just one innocent story. This is a well-practiced trope. The absence of pain, hurt, anger, fear, anxiety or even the slightest confusion in the girl's eyes or face. It's all for a reason. Because the girl goes about the day without noticing, acknowledging or being affected by all this. The viewer is manipulated into just seeing the men and never appreciate the real meaning of their actions. Problem eight. And this is my problem with all the people who I thought had just now understood what was wrong with Gone with the Wind, who were fervently declaring their joy at the removal of the 
movie from the online platforms who were beginning to acknowledge the dehumanized faces of African American slaves in the movie. How do you turn out to be so gullible? Was the pan so sweet that you did not respond to this film? Um, so yeah, and of course, then she goes on to say that how, you know, congratulations, India, you have manufactured another Salman, uh, you know, sans the muscle, another Kabir Singh sans the slap, another villain, the garb of a hero, you have produced another masterpiece serving despicable misogyny wrapped in a sweet pan. So Vidhi, uh, I take it you didn't like Chaman Bahar. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the review. You have saved us from watching it. Yes. And thank you for subscription. Be like Vidhi, have a voice, have an opinion, air it. Uh, try to do it in less words than a thousand. But yes, you must. Uh, but thank you Vidhi for your mail and for your support. Naratshi, tell me about Eurovision Song Contest. What is it about? You didn't watch it. Yeah, dude, I watched three things, man. Give me a break. What three things have you watched? Disclosure, what? which you haven't watched. I've watched, I've watched 20 minutes. Bull, bull. And, I've watched, and I've watched Cheesy Paratha. Please, which is six minutes long. And six minutes of pleasure. So what's the... Well, it, it, it is six minutes out of which about three minutes are Saif Ali Khan. So it's like fucking six hours. Yeah, it's fabulous. So Eurovision, the film's name, the full name is... Eurovision, Eurovision Song, Song Contest. Contest. The story of Fire Saga. Ever since we were children, we've had one dream. Winning the Eurovision Song Contest. All right, everyone. I am Lars. This is Secret. We are Fire Saga. Who wants to hear a Eurovision song? 42 countries. Hundreds of performers. And a worldwide audience of 180 million. This is Eurovision. Now, Eurovision Song Contest, the uh, story of Taya Saga stars Will Ferrell as... La so it's about two people who are taking part in uh, Eurovision, which... You know what Eurovision is, Abhinandan? It's a vision of Euro. Shut up. It's a song contest with song competition, which has been happening for, uh, I think, since 1954. For, let me get the date correct. 1956. It started with seven countries. It now has 50 countries which take part in it. And uh, it is the Eurovision is what launched uh, Celine Dion. Oh. So all and uh, so these are this these two, which is Rachel McAdams, who you've seen before, and Will Ferrell. They play Chief Sigrid, Eric. Eric's Dottir and his last Eric song. His father is Piers Brosnan, who is Eric Eric song. And there's Dan Stevens plays Alexander Lemtoff, who is the Lion of Love. Dan Stevens was Michael Crawley in Downton Abbey. So the Lion of Love is this Russian singer who is very sexy. And he so Eurovision is a little over the top. And they know they are over the top and they like, you know, it's a little camp, basically. So everyone wears glittery outfits. They are like, it's almost like Cirque du Soleil happening behind them for each performance. And Graham Norton is the Eurovision commentator. So he plays himself in this. And they know that they sometimes do over-the-top things. And his commentating also makes fun of the show itself. Like, he says things like, Oh my God, they are back. It's horrible. So this is his normal thing. But these two people from Iceland, 
Sigrid and uh, Will Farrell's Lars have this group called Band for Fire Saga. And they, every year, whichever country wins uh, Eurovision, basically hosts the next year's finale. And it's a big tourism thing, basically. So the Iceland president, I think he's the president, he says, see, we can't win because we are such a small place. If we have these millions of people come in, we just like, we'll just sink. We can't host so many people. We don't have the infrastructure. So we have to lose. So Demi Lovato also plays a singer in this. And she's excellent. She plays Tatiana. And uh, she's fabulous. But he says, we can't have Tatiana go because then she'll win. So we'll send this band who's like really bad. And they aren't, they sing well, actually. They've got very good voices. But their act and all is a little odd. And it's a very good parody of Eurovision and the music industry. And uh, especially this, the Lion of Love, who uh, Dan Stevens plays, is hilarious. So it's a comment on homosexuality in Russia, on the music industry, on what you will do to win, on Icelandic culture. So Piers Brosnan is fabulous also in this. And uh, it's just a very fun, and they make, they're horrible about Americans. So Will Farrell, there's a group of Americans who helps them finally. And he's so, you know what Europeans usually think of Americans that they're loud, dumb, stupid. So they're really rude. So Americans who get easily offended will not watch this one because they'll say, you've been so cruel about us. Hmm. And Icelanders who are easily offended will not watch because they'll say, you've shown us at such a small pace. But uh, watch it, it's lots of fun. And there are musical sequences, which are absolute blasts. And there's a lot of intrigue and murder and all. It's one of those films. In one and a half hours, a lot of stuff happens. But the credits at the end, uh, just like watch it till the end because the credits are done in a very sensitive way, keeping in mind what's happening with Brexit right now. It's just a feel-good. It's really... A feel-good film. Yeah, a feel-good film. I shall watch it, Rajshri Sen. Yeah. Thank you for your services. That's wonderful. Do you know yeah. what's the Iceland? Ricky Wick. Hey! Yeah. Ten ten. So, I didn't even Google. You saw? I didn't look. Yeah. And my mind... What's the population? 15,000. 1.5 million. No, it's 300,000 actually. Uh, so they say it. They say we are 300,000 people. 1.5 million people will come when we win. There are more people then, in the colony. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's so the president. Oh, and they also show this thing in Iceland. They believe in elves. As in they seriously, they pray, not pray, like they leave gifts for elves and all. So the elves play a very strong, big, it's just a very fun, sweet film. Speaking of the music industry, um, I, I don't know whether you saw Sonu Nigam threatening Bhushan Kumar. <gasps> I'm surprised that there's no follow-up. We should do some journalism. Actually, by the way, uh, since you guys are into pop culture, uh, my thing has always been that there is no journalism that is involved in films in our country or even cricket. Because to be a film or a cricket journalist, you have to have access to the cricketers and the film stars, which means you can't like, do any journalism. So actually, Pratik Goyal, a wonderful reporter, has done a piece called Nasty, Irresponsible, Shameless. Why do blind items still hold currency in Bollywood? And this is basically a report on all these blind items that appear, how they appear, what are the platforms they appear on. I have something to say also. Hmm. And hopefully we will be doing a, another report on this, on, on uh, Bollywood reporting and 
um yeah so um, do check it out yeah, what do you have to say on this that today in gurgaon times and i was told even in bombay times there was a full page and must have been there in delhi times yeah yeah well, the lies and the truth the truth has no verification but they have decided it's the yeah, truth also, no it, it's called the theories we sift through the fact and the theories yeah. and they come with to no fact they are also giving yeah. theories only. they are also their theories now the thing is that and this is something i said from the moment it was discovered that he had hanged himself no one knows whether he was clinically depressed yes. because that has not been said we've just assumed that if you kill yourself you must be clinically depressed one two that he was heartbroken over his girlfriend the current riya chakravarti has said that they were going to like they were staying together we don't know what it was we've just run with this story and, and time was continuing down that road yeah and as long as we can we milk it till one more celebrity some calamity happens then we can shift focus i highly recommend you guys check out this report by prateek goel and newsnight from nasty responsible shameless about blind items I am concerned though about one thing that Nasir Abdullah seems to be missing because usually when anything happens like you know when someone dies on the mysterious yeah because times now keeps him in his, in their basement so they let him out but i think they forgot <laughs> it they just forgot he's still there okay rashi sen before we close with the cheesy paratha i will just oh no another thing you have to discuss According to a study from Glad, 80% of Americans don't actually personally know someone who is transgender. So most of the information that Americans get about who transgender people are, what our lives are and are about comes from media. Hey, I would highly recommend everybody watches Disclosure especially if you're my age. Uh, I mean I'll tell you I'm 45 um and a lot of it kind of but a i couldn't watch it in one shot it's like one or 40 minutes so i i watched it in three or four different batches installments that's because so much of information is coming tak 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 it's not a documentary with a story it's just a documentary with talking heads so that means there are about maybe a dozen talking heads of uh, trans people uh, trans men or trans women hmm. uh, and they're just talking about the portrayal of the trans community in pop culture so it's very interesting there are many th- learnings that you get there are many things that i got to know which i didn't know earlier uh, so so th- i mean that's great so i think it's a must watch for that reason it's made by lavon cox who was in orange is the new black and she's one of the first trans uh, actresses who has who has become so famous in hollywood and so successful it's not many have Oh, so right. okay. so it's it's yeah it's by uh, Amy Shoulder and Sam Feder uh, are I think the producers I'm guessing yeah uh, but no executive producer is Levan Cox right she's an yeah, executive producer the directors are Sam Feder and Amy Shoulder I don't know if I pronounced that correctly so um there are a few things that I found which uh, and again the good thing about this is that it doesn't I mean it's not pushing anyone's point of view it's just it just has a lot of trans people articulating their views on the presentation of their community in pop culture hmm. so you can agree with some of them you can't i mean you disagree with some of them but you learn from all of them i will say that um i just thought like for example one of the trans characters um talks about uh, you know the expectation or or they said that there was this thing that those trans people who go for a sex change is is a lot of the 
other trans folks, you know, consider that a betrayal. And I think that's, I just thought that was being as judgy as those who yeah. they are saying that you are judgy. That if someone wants to do something with their body, you feel they're betraying the trans cause. But I mean, I, I just thought that was a bit, you know, inconsistent. Then uh, one of the characters, trans characters says that, uh, you know, sh she was seven or eight when she was watching this, I think it's Three Stooges and there was some trans commentary. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just thought that was a bit much because I think at seven or eight, you are not even fully aware of sexuality or at all aware, uh, let alone exploring your own. Uh, I've been in an all boys boarding for all my life. And when you're growing up, a lot of boys and a lot of guys are not going to admit to it, but they go through a phase where you experiment and you're figuring out that doesn't mean you will end up as a homosexual or a heterosexual. It is just when you're locked up with 500 guys, 500 guys do different things, especially when you're going through puberty and stuff. So yeah, I don't think you can commit to your sexuality or gender or gender identity that early in life. I mean, yeah. it, it could, so I just think like when you're thinking surgery and sex change and I, I, I mean, I just thought that was a bit ridiculous. Uh, then I, one thing that I found very interesting in this film was that a lot of these trans, you know, Jerry Springer show, for those of you who don't know, Jerry Springer show, it was this, it was like as vile as Arnab's show and a little bit more because they made, actually it was a little more honest than Arnab's show. They didn't make any bones about that it's a circus. So, yeah. you know, families would come and fight with each other. People would say, oh, you slept with my sister-in-law, Tantunta, whatever else. But I found it interesting that some of these trans people actually saw the coming out of trans people on Jerry Springer's show as empowering. They said, look, that could be me because in the age, you know, in the 80s or 90s, when it, you know, it wasn't normal for, you know, um, uh, representation in pop culture to be, you know, just a shrug of the shoulders and it's normal. At that time, it was like this event. It was this, you know, novelty. So, I mean, yeah, so I'm glad I watched it. I will highly recommend everybody watches it. It's a huge learning. But I will say I did not agree with everything many of those characters said. Another thing was that the whole thing of, um, the over-sexualized, like, uh, cosmetic of, uh, of, of why the trans uh, representation is like that was that because a lot of the designers and stylists are gay men and gay men project the over-feminization of, of the physical char characteristics onto their muse or their subject because they themselves don't have those assets or that, that body. Mm -hmm. I, I, I said, okay, that's kind of judgy towards gay men then. I mean, I, you know, I, I just thought there were many inconsistencies, but all in all, the basic thing is that you have to have more representation because then it's normal. I think it's just as simple as that. Then you can have them as villains, you can have them as heroes, but the basic problem is that each time there's a trans character in a film, oh. in a, this thing, it was always a freak. Either it was a murderer, it was a victim, it was not just a yeah. person. So yeah, that, that problem is very but well articulated in this. I wanted to ask you because I saw only 25 minutes of it. Uh, that do they have Caitlyn Jenner in this? You know, who Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Is she no. the this? So no. this is something with what you were saying because Bruce Jenner transitioned. He's... He yeah. had the operation. He also won the Olympics, Rajshri, like you said. He also won the Olympics. He was the fastest man. <laughs> he won the Olympics fully. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, so that's some, so the part that I watched the first 25 minutes, 
I did think that one, all the references to films and all are very interesting because you also hear of a lot of films that you haven't heard of yeah. and also I or always find films in a light where you yeah. had completely ignored that aspect. I think that's very educational. Yeah, but one part which I disagree, not disagree with, I think there's, this is a certain aspect to it when they say, oh, men dressed as women, you know, men playing women. Mm. For the longest time, especially when Shakespeare and all were making, when their plays were being enacted, there were no female actors. So you had men dressed as women. So it is a... In the 90s in our school, men played... In, yeah. So in the boys' school, I remember the boys used to be dressed as girls and, and we used to be dressed as boys. But so I feel that was pulled. Everyone seems to ignore that aspect that for a long time, men were dressed as women. All in all, I highly recommend it. It's it's a must watch. It's an educational. Thank you for recommending it. Yeah, see, you you learn so much, Rajshri Sen, from your subscribers. Although they, I also recommended it to you. You keep telling lies, you know, Rajshri. I did. I did. Why are you denying it? Lying chudel. I'm a shakchilli. What? I was also called shakchilli. What's the chudel? Shakchilli. Shakchilli. What? what did you say right now? What was the word? I think I was also as a child, my brother used to call me Shurponakha. That I know. That is that is not a Bengali character. That's Sri Lankan, just so you know. I'm just saying that that was the other kind of demoness I was called. But I was very cute. Okay. <laughs> so now we'll end with... That other cutie. Oh. This is a show called... It's called... That's what Paratha recipe cooked by Saif Ali Khan. Here's what the show sounds like. And joining me on this journey is the Nawabi superstar and a self-confessed foodie, Saif Ali Khan. Hi Saif, how are you doing? Hi guys. Hi Shipra. Excited, excited as always. Well, I mean, it's so nice to be here. You know, I've, I've been loving to cook more than ever before. I've been loving to cook for someone who is, Oh, look at that person's English. I've been loving to cook. What the fuck? First because of all. he's like, what the fuck? What do I have to do to it? Just because I'm brand ambassador, now I have to cook. A, why does he have to do this? A, so A, it is... Everyone does things for money. Please waste your time watching three minutes of this to see what shit... And then he goes on to say this, hang on, wait. My mother's a great cook and I think it must be in the genes because I'm really picking it up well and I'm, I'm finding it the most relaxing and fun thing to do. So it must be in the genes, like acting is, you know. It must be the genes, I'm such a great cook. I. A, he can't maintain eye contact with where the camera is. He's looking I think down. he's looking at her thing. No, I think he's looking, he's reading out because he can't remember these lines. B, <laughs> so bad. I don't know why he's looking ridiculous in that apron with Britannia on it. Like, dude, you have, you've inherited so much money. I don't know why you he's doing so much money. Why do you have to do this Panti to earn another few lakhs? Like, fuck's sake, man. Like, have some self-respect. Upaste, no. you are saying, and... As my dietitian says, dude, you have a dietitian and still you look like that. I also, can listen, I just want to say, no, no, I just want to say all these celebrities and certain people who uh, I know in real life also uh, keep talking about this dietitian, Rujuta, he names her so I can name her also, who tells them to have, you know, every day you must have butter, cheese, ghee, paratha. Dude, if you eat like that, first of all, none of these people are actually eating butter, cheese, ghee, paratha. Second, you have to work out the way Shilpa Shetty works out. Now, then you can eat four parathas. 
but otherwise it's a nonsense diet and she also niku has and anyway, i'm not going to get into what is the diet cuz rajshri said clearly that is not our area expertise all i'm saying is so i'm not going to comment what is a good diet people are studying that good for them all i'm saying is that at my age you know your body well enough and because of the internet you know what are the nourishing nourishing of your foods so you can figure out for yourself what you should eat if you want to be fit if you are still getting a dietitian to tell you fuck man dude seriously and then you i mean have the basic sense of if the cameras up there look there and talk i mean look kya hoti hai ye bhi batana padega matlab itni tuchi show matlab hum humne bhi food shows banaye aisi baat nahi hai humne kabhi lekin yaar roll that paratha agli baar aisi cheeze mat bhejna yaar rashi roll that paratha very well and this was not supposed to be included on this podcast you're just a nasty piece of work that's why you included it because it's the he must have done it on his like during his off hour or something that's why anyway so um that's that show that's all we have rajshri sen do you have any other commentary to give before we say goodbye no i won't say anything because people are getting offended and saying i'm being parochial about my community you know i'm not going to say it i felt bad rajshri so you should be back next week if you have any feedback advice criticism or critique or recommendations write to us at contact@newsland.com i repeat contact@newsland.com if you have any abuse to leave you can leave it on rajshri's twitter timeline we had something to say which we should have commented on so this- today is the day that last night actually mr modi banned a lot of chinese apps and one of the most popular apps which is almost like a pop culture phenomenon uh, tiktok got banned and i was just thinking of all those people who make those somehow really bad videos and they put it up on tiktok and i've seen videos of people like throwing dogs off bridges and all so i don't think like you know everyone saying how could tiktok so many people's creativity has been stemmed it's okay they can put up videos on youtube and snapchat and i don't know what snapchat does actually but uh, like i, I will reserve my comment on things i don't know about but that's only cuz i'm punjabi <laughs> abong abong is an expert on everything as you know so that's all we have but we'll be back next week with abhinandan will have watched 98.4% of the things on the list right yes you you can always hope yeah hope springs eternal over here and uh, we'll be back next week thank you mr sekri thank you mr sen and it's a wrap all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.